This is the Human App Podcast, the place to learn everything about emotional intelligence and how to use our emotions to create more clarity in our lives, as well as deepen our relationships with not only others, but within ourselves as well. My name is Victor Ang, and I've been on the, the path to improve my own emotional intelligence for a while, and it's something that I found was a missing ingredient within my life, within my own education and, and my tool set. Coming from the technology world uh, as a web developer and a product manager, I noticed that I, I wasn't the only one that was missing this, this emotional intelligence either. And it got in the way of being able to you know, properly communicate with each other to properly get work done to, to really address the root of the issue, you know, in, in whatever that we were faced with, um, whether that be a, a technological issue or, or a process issue or business issue or, or just, you know, defining roles and responsibilities. It seemed like this lack of, you know, education and, and this, skill set around how to how to first even manage and identify our own emotions so that we can properly respond to them without having that that those tools it's it's really easy to pe- it's really easy for people to react poorly to to cause harm uh not only to others but even to ourselves as well and it's like going to the the physical gym, right? To go work out without having any knowledge and an understanding of how to, you know, move the weights, right? If you don't know what exercises to do or if you don't know how to use the machines, you can hurt yourself. And I feel like that's what's happening with our emotional health as well. Um, just not having the understanding of, you know, how to train that muscle. So it's been really interesting coming from the the more technological, you know, practical, logical world um, and moving into this more intangible and abstract side of our emotions, right? And, you know, I sometimes I still even <laughs> kind of hesitate using the word like emotions and feelings and and all that. It's something I'm not very much used to and and honestly have either by by culture or by the people I around um I've been I've gotten really good at suppressing those emotions and feelings so now finding this really this interesting intersection for me it's it's definitely st- it's it's a journey <laughs> I, I'm I'm there's a lot that I need to learn but I think there's something really interesting at this intersection, right? With technology and our emotions. And because I, you know, I still very much love technology. I geek out about technology. I still have, I have a bunch of gadgets and, and toys and that kind of thing. I've been, I've been dubbed the, the Textra guy, uh, among my friends. I'm just really extra about my technology and, and bring it almost everywhere with me. But, um, you know, but there is just as much importance in being able to really connect with ourselves as humans as well. 
right? So I'm, I'm doing a lot of exploration around how we can disconnect from technology in order to better connect with ourselves. Um, and I, I want to maybe find a better way to use that. It just, you know, that, that whole little wordplay of disconnect and connecting is pretty cool, but I, but I don't, it's not like we need to completely disconnect from technology because it's always going to be around, you know, it's here, here to stay. And so how can we better integrate our lives with technology um, so that it provides more value for us so that it actually empowers us um, so that it actually fulfills the intention that, that Steve Jobs has mentioned a while ago um, where the computer is a bicycle for our minds. And actually it's such a cool audio clip that I'll play it for you right now. I think one of the, the things that really separates us from the high primates is that uh, we're tool builders. And I read a, uh, a study that measured the efficiency of locomotion for various species on the planet. The condor used the least energy to move a kilometer. And uh, humans came in uh, with a rather unimpressive showing about a third of the way down the list. It was not, not uh, too proud of a showing for the crown of creation. So uh, that didn't look so good, but then somebody at Scientific American had the insight to test the efficiency of locomotion for a man on a bicycle. And a man on a bicycle or a human on a bicycle blew the condor away, completely off the top of the charts. And that's what a computer is to me. Uh, what a computer is to me is it's the most remarkable tool that we've ever come up with. And it's the equivalent of a bicycle for our minds. So needless to say, I, I love technology, but it's getting to a point where we really have to be more cognizant about its impact on our mental and emotional well-being. Um, I can go into, you know, all the different statistics and, and things that are happening, you know, within people who, um, might be overusing technology these days. Uh, but I want you to also reflect upon your own use of technology. You know, how fulfilled are you with your current day to day use of, of technology? Are you, is it, is it providing as much value as you want it to? Is it helping you create the life that you want or is it taking time away from you? So in this episode, I wanted to do a, a reading of one of my older blog posts again. And this one is a little bit different than the other ones. I'd say it's pretty much a, a letter to technology and I'll just go ahead and, and get into it. So this piece is called Technology, We Need to Talk. I love you, technology. I love the way you provide so much excitement in my life. I love how you do so many things for me, how you make my life so easy and convenient. I love how smart you are. You, you know pretty much everything about the world, about people, even about me. It's like you're able to read my mind, giving me exactly what I need when I need it. Well, sometimes your source of information is questionable, but I love how quickly you found it. <laughs> I remember the first time we met, too. It was in third grade class, 1998. I'm not sure if you even remember this. I walked into class on the first day and saw you sitting in the back corner of the room with all your friends. You were wearing a sleek blue silver dress. I've 
never seen anyone wear something so elegantly. You're eating a Macintosh apple and made the cutest sounds. We were kids, so there was no hesitation for us to play with each other. I adored you immediately. You inspired me, gave me space for creativity, exploration. We played games together. You taught me not to rush the journey with my wagon on Oregon Trail. In college, things really took off for us. Of course, there were a lot of emotions running around that confused us, but we stuck it out. I learned so much more about you, how you work, your logic and reasoning. We were amazing teammates, building things that were so revolutionary, interactive, and creative. You were pretty much always on around me, and it was so comforting. You had all my attention. I could lose hours with you. I appreciate you because you're so good at bringing people together, you know? People from all walks of life, people who never would have met each other if it weren't for you. And oh my gosh, you even bring me gifts and food right to my door. You know, it's been so fulfilling working with you. You enable me, empower me, make me do so much and much more efficiently than if you weren't there. But, and, and I know it's a big but, <laughs> I'm worried about who I've become with all this time with you. I know it's really self-centered for me to say this, but I've become too dependent on you. It's so hard because I, I don't really know how to say this. I mean, to be, to be clear, I'm not leaving you. I never want to leave you. We work so well together. We just have to talk. I hate when people say it's not you, it's me, but please believe me when I say this. You do so much for me and for the world. There's nothing wrong with you. I mean, you might have been heavily influenced by capitalistic aunts and uncles. Well, let's, let's be real. It's mostly the uncles who were jerks, but who, who, and who may or may not have also had an addiction to greed. But I know deep within you, your intentions are pure. You want to connect the world and you want to empower people. You want to help humans strive for more free, meaningful, fulfilling lives by giving them their most precious commodity back, time. You make things easier, faster, more convenient so that they can step away from the monotony and do things they actually enjoy. Some people might say that you're actually causing them more stress, though, and diminishing their emotional connection with others because, because you make it too easy to spend too much time with you. But that's on them. That has nothing to do with you. Unfortunately, I'm one of those people. I've taken our relationship for granted. I didn't know how good I had it, so I kept using you, but not for what you wanted to be used for. I gave you all my attention, but I wasted that time. It was blank attention. It didn't get us anywhere. Again, this isn't your fault. You were giving me what I wanted, but I was not self-aware enough to differentiate what I wanted from what I needed. I didn't give myself time to learn about my own true values. I used it as an excuse to feel like I was being productive, but really it was all a distraction. A good, healthy, fun distraction, but one that pulled me away from understanding who I can be and what I can do. I know this sounds harsh, but I'm not blaming you at all. I just need to be selfish at this point. I was giving up too much for you. 
I started becoming dependent on you. I couldn't navigate anywhere without you, always needing you to tell me where to go and always getting disoriented when you weren't there. I need to find myself again to figure out what it is I truly value to gain my independence back. I, I hope you can understand that. So how can we make this work? How can we be partners in this relationship while giving each other space to be independent? How do we help each other learn about ourselves and our purpose? I don't know what that's going to look like exactly, but if I don't respond to every request or give you my utmost attention, please don't take that personally. I know you have your own mission as well, and I'd only be holding you back, honestly, making you think that my attention is what you want when we both know that you were meant for more than that. Again, this is still so hard for me because of course I want all of your attention. Of course I want to spend all my time with you. But I'm looking at the long run for us. And if we really want to make this work in the future, we have to pause for a bit to make sure we're going the right way. I still want you to be around and I will be there when you need me as well. But rather than losing ourselves in each other, we have to get back onto our own paths. I love you. Please don't change. Live your dreams and I'll see you soon. All right. Thanks for making it all the way through. I really appreciate you for still being here right now. Uh, I know that was a lot of cheese balls, <laughs> but, um, it, it, it is, I don't know. I, I still really like this piece in terms of just seeing, you know, our, our, relationship with technology in a different way because it is a relationship right and um in within the relationship you you have to kind of define what your boundaries are and whenever we get so involved or integrated into something or someone else no matter what it is we also start losing ourselves we start losing what we care more about and and what we want to achieve and accomplish in our lives and what we're interested in rather than basing our happiness and, and fulfillment on something else to satisfy. So I hope you got something out of this as well for yourself. And um, I really do want to hear about it though, because I think you know, there, there's everybody has their own interpretations and perspectives and experiences in anything. And uh, I'd be really curious to see how this had had uh, sort of resonated with you. So if you would be so kind, uh, go ahead and leave a rating or a review on the streaming platform that you're using to listen to this right now, uh, especially on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. And if you want to stay updated on my other thoughts and research and tools and things that I'm learning along the way on my journey, subscribe at Victor Ung, that's victorung.com slash subscribe. And not only will you stay updated with this podcast and my blog and my YouTube channel, but um, you'll also get the uh, a free PDF download of the 11 exercises that will jumpstart your own journey in developing emotional intelligence as well. And I'm, I'm definitely doing this podcast out of my own passion and, and interest as well. And even just for myself as a way to document my 
my own journey uh, and, and what I'm learning. But I, I really do want to be able to make this sustainable and keep this going long term. So in order to do that, it'd be amazing if I can build out a community on Patreon for people to uh, contribute a, a monthly donation to help me keep this going. If you've been enjoying this podcast, uh, please consider donating at patreon.com slash human up. If I can build up enough donations from from Patreon, then I can be able to hire some help to help me, uh, you know, produce this podcast and, and my blog and my uh, YouTube channel as well. That way I can really concentrate on what I love doing and that's working with people on a more individual basis uh, in developing their own emotional intelligence as well. Because I can create all this content and provide all this education and knowledge, but um, it's useless if we can't apply it or, or find a strategy to start implementing these practices. So again, patreon.com slash human up. And uh, otherwise... I really appreciate you being a listener and your love and support through follows or subscriptions will also help me keep going as well. So thanks again. And I will talk to you next Monday.